Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. We're back. Both of us together in the Comedy Podcast Network headquarters. Feels good. It was like a long, uh, I wouldn't say it's a vacation, but definitely it was an excursion. Yeah, it was an excursion. Definitely not a vacation. It's been over a month since we've been back here. We're no longer in my car. Phil substituted last week because you were on a vacation. Thank you. We're comedians living in Hollywood who love wrestling, bringing you the fun and funny wrestling each and every week. If you haven't uh, given us a rate and review on iTunes yet, if you're listening to this right now and you're going, oh, I'll get to it. I'll, I'll, I'll do that later. Hey, do it now. Unless you're driving. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guys, the only reason you should be using your phone while driving is to order a pizza for pickup mm-hmm. or telling people you're late. Or text. Or text. Just text in general, like or keep a conversation going. Minesweeper on the, the often not a hands uh, a device for the phone. Yeah. But if you can get Minesweeper on an app, you should probably be playing that while you're driving. Or Snake. Get the old TA-82 classic Snake. Classic. Also made it from the calculator to the calculator that makes phone calls. The That's phone, right. if you will. Get that. Uh, get, you know, get your... Uh, Get your chin shots. Get Send out some chin shots from oh, below. Oh, yeah. Accidentally trying to take a picture of the, your stick shift, but you forgot that you had it on selfie mode, so you get that big old big fat chin look. Yeah, see where you are in the Matthew Perry scale of, of chins there? Uh, I was actually going to call it the Jabba shot, because every time you turn it on and you forgot that you left it on selfie mode, you're like, oh, Jabba. Say Jabba, no bother. Yeah, don't bother, Jabba. Um, Steve, you're back. So much has happened in wrestling. Um... I know the answer to this, so I don't even want to ask, ask the question. Oh, it's like you don't want anybody to tell me? Scott, we're alone in here. <laughs> yeah, we're alone in here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got no we got no uh we got no secretary. Mm-mm. We've got no general manager. We've got no janitor. This is the this is the Monday night nitro after the new blood rising that should have been. Clean slate. All the titles are uh, are up for grabs. It's just Scott and Steve lonesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um we're we are we've cleaned house because we've had such a big year in case you didn't know in case you're jumping in for the first time we had so many guests on the podcast the past two months three months has it been uh tumbleweed uh (laughs) tumbleweed nope tumbleweed cannot be a guest today sorry tumbleweed uh we've had uh we've had uh christopher daniels we've had frankie kazarian we've had eric bischoff we've had bruce pritchard we've had santina morello we've had the hacksaw jim duggan countless others you know scott i think it's a good thing to. It's a good time to bring up that after such a bountiful uh, boon and prizes that we've had with all these wonderful interviews, we should probably point out that it's actually going to be a little bit of a lower energy episode because we're in the midst of tragedy. Low energy. Not low energy, but I should. I guess I should say respectful. After all these great guests we've had, we should probably point out that uh, we just found out the tragic news today is that uh, Dusty Rhodes passed away. Interesting. I was going to put that at the end of the show, but if you uh, want to kick off with some uh, I think we should kick low out with... energy, hey, remember when? No, but I think we should point out that after all of these kick-ass sort of interviews, we should also, like, rules of threes, guys. We don't know who the third person can be. Christopher Lee also died. True. Yeah. That is that is a very strange, uh, I don't know if it's, what would you call it, superstition? That celebrities die in uh, groups of three? Well, who would the third one be? Well, I don't know, Steve. You were in Human Centipede 3, and you just recently wrote a movie that has been made. Uh, luckily, I'd say I'm a not, minor celebrity. Uh, luckily, I'm never going to be famous, so <laughs> joke's on you. Oh, no, red laser spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Dusty Rhodes, we found out earlier this morning. Uh, I was on the road texting with people. You know, because that's what you do while driving. Exactly what we were warning people to do. I, yes, I say, I say, get all that texting out of the day while driving. Because what driving is boring, right? So you text. What are you gonna do at home? Like text? Come on, there's so much life to live. No, that's when you can think about all the driving you could do. Oh God, I finally I can pre-plan my driving. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's. I mean, these are always coping mechanisms for us because it's. Uh, we turn to jokes and stuff, but I I was really really saddened by the the uh, hearing of Dusty Rhodes passing away. Yeah, I think I the reason I brought up Christopher Lee is because they're both these incredible characters that sort of like captured a lot of people's imagination. Can you imagine if in some strange twist of worlds that Dusty Rhodes played the characters that Christopher Lee did, and Christopher Lee played the Dusty Rhodes character? 
Uh, I think it would be incredible, and I think they both get away with it somehow. That'd be the coolest Dracula. <laughs> I think, but that'd that... be the coolest Dracula with red and black polka dots. Well, there'd be this weird sort of documentary somebody makes at some point. It's like Dusty Rhodes was a professional wrestler who decided he wanted to make monster movies, but he was going to play all the major roles. <laughs> yeah. In a strange twist of fate, he actually spent the money and financed, directed, produced, and starred in the majority of these films. And what was his character in the Star Wars movies, Christopher Lee? Uh, Count Dooku. Is he Dooku? Count Dooku. What's the robot then? What's that called? Oh, General Grievous. Grievous. Oh, okay. So yeah, if Dusty Rhodes was Dooku. Yeah. Or uh, uh, Dotku. Oh my God, he'd be Dotku. Mm-hmm. And wasn't he also the dad of uh, Willy Wonka in the Tim Burton Willy Wonka movies? Oh, is he? I never I saw so. that one. Yeah, uh, I mean, but honestly, I think I want to see Christopher Lee more as the vet, like the super gothic valet or manager. <laughs> For Dusty Rhodes. Like, if anything, Dusty Rhodes needs a very tall, thin, well-dressed man who helps him to the ring. There is no more sapphire on this road to yeah, WrestleMania. You know, Christopher Lee is, is spot on. Mine's a little bit more Vincent Price. And yours is like... Well, we've had Vincent Price Jr. on the show before. Well, honestly, speaking of guests, I didn't want to be too offensive because we had two people pass away, but I figure... Christopher Lee has portrayed so many great movie monsters throughout the year. I took it upon myself to book an actual vampire that we could just talk briefly about Christopher Lee's career. And also Dusty Rhodes, apparently, from what I understand, I have on the docket today an actual vampire who happens to be a wrestling fan. Well, as you said, Steve didn't want to be too offensive and we could get off the show with low energy and the whole idea of paying tribute to someone right off the bat. And Steve, you say we have an actual vampire coming in <laughs> to pay a classy tribute to both Christopher Lee and, and Dusty, Dusty Rhodes? Yeah. Wow, it has been a little while since we've been back in regular form, you know, being super honorable and classy. Scott, let's... No bad taste here, Scott, let's gentlemen. not... Later on in the show, I think we're going to have some puppet money in the bank coming up. Scott, let's not get too meta or postmodern because the vampire's right there at the door just waiting for me to invite him in. I'm looking in the mirror and I don't see anybody standing there. You're not going to see him. You're looking in the mirror. And don't look at the security monitor. It's not going to be showing up there either. Well, then how am I supposed to believe that a vampire's really here when I only look for things in a mirror or in the security monitors? Please, uh, Mr. Actual Vampire, please come right in. I've invited you in. Oh, I see. You have to be very straightforward you with information. You have to really to describe what they're doing. Oh, all right. Well, I if see. You, as soon as you turn around and you see him, Scott, then go. Oh, Jeez, ah, God, it, it is an actual vampire here. You look, you look very much in the style of a Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula. Well, that's of to Francis say the original. Coppola. Yeah, not the. No, well, I go Ishioka. I meant like uh, a Bela Lugosi, like a very classic, like what you would get in a Halloween. Well, Scott, costume let's bag. not talk about him while he's here. Let's talk. Sorry, over. I'd hate to paint a picture for the listener. Oh, well, very vivid. You know what? If you just want to fight about it the whole time, maybe this vampire isn't even get a chance to talk. Oh well, I hope he does because we've exclusively got a vampire today. Uh, yeah, that's no, a you're big welcome, uh, Mr. Vampire. Thank you I for don't joining know his us. Name. I, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Vampire. What is your name? <laughs> he's just staring he is just staring steve take all the garlic bread off the table oh god i'm sorry i'm so sorry but as soon as we get back into the penthouse i immediately say to myself you know what we need garlic, garlic bread. bread garlic yeah, bread we're recording in the studio like who's gonna care about I'll our put breath the, i'll put the steam dome back on top oh, good moving the silver tray okay yes okay Mr. Vampire, please welcome to Curtain Jerks Radio Podcast. I'm Steve Sears. This is Scott Narver. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us. Steve, the large crucifix is still oh, hanging above the fireplace. Oh, gosh. Sorry. All right, guys. <laughs> but just, all right, I'll get the large crucifix. I, as soon as we get Thank back to the penthouse, the first thing I say to myself is <laughs> garlic bread. The second thing I say to myself is worshiping Christ. <laughs> So let me just get the steam tray for this uh, giant crucifix. I, you know, Steve, I have to say, I've never seen a vampire roll his eyes before. Look, they've—they're like the cats of the uh, of the monster world. They're very snooty. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mister. She said that right in front of the vampire. Sorry. <laughs> let me just get this giant crucifix out of here, Mister Vampire. Thank you for joining us, Steve. What? This is 
close all of the windows. Oh my we god. We got daylight pouring in here. So bright He's in here. Ducking for spots of shade. I'm sorry, Mr. Vampire, I'm sorry. Scott, I apologize. First thing I think when I get back to the Comedy Podcast Network, garlic bread, uh the blood <laughs> of my savior, and the sweet sweet light of my god that I worship, that of Ra. Oh, let me close these. Sorry, just closing these. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Mr. Vampire, as it were, I apologize for all the delays. Thank you very much for joining us on Curtain Jerks, the comedy wrestling podcast. It is good to be here. Uh, so, uh, first of all, are you roy- are you vampire royalty? Are you do you know Dracula? Are you are you are familiar with vampires? Correct. If you were to look at the vampires, it is much like the Samoan family in wrestling. Oh, see, Scott, exactly what I'm talking about. A vampire who also has a fascination with wrestling. Or... I am a third nephew of Dracula. Ah, okay. So when are you going to get the rub? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I, you know, maybe at some point I will get my break. Um, so you are a wrestling fan, correct? I am a huge wrestling fan. It is a show of the night. And I like the night. This is absolutely true. Now, what do I call you? Can I? Should I just call you actual vampire? I feel like that's authentic and genuine, right? Call me Benny. All right, Benny. Thank Benny, the actual vampire. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I'm so sorry that under the circumstances that Dusty Rhodes just passed away. One of my favorites. Yes, he's one of the all-time greats. Is there a specific a specific match or something about Dusty Rhodes that you really appreciated or liked that you wanted to share with I us? I have today? wined and dined with kings and queens, and I have eaten in alleys on pork and beans. Wow. I, just... I don't know if I quite got it right. No, but I think... But uh, you get the sentiment of what he said. Well, one of my favorites. Think about it this way. I mean, you have a very uh, wonderful elocution. You have a great delivery in your voice. It's very powerful. And uh, I think it just goes to show that Dusty Rhodes saying, I've wined and dined with kings and queens, and I've supped in slept, alleys. Slept in alleys and uh, eaten pork and beans. Well, it shows that it's... I've never had pork and beans. No, but he, but you, your description of it and your delivery just shows that the words are just as powerful with the character. So he was saying really great things. But can I say, it was totally unfair of Vince McMahon to be putting him in polka dots. Yes, you can. You can say that. Absolutely, Benny. I know I'm uh, backseat booking at this point and a little bit too far... Far gone, but the, come on, that's not very fair. You're and to right. saddle his children with dust characters, this... a gold dust in his stardust, come on, let's get a little serious now. Okay. And when's Daniel Bryan really going to get his push? Come on. I mean, this is good. I like to be saying this because I cannot always go out at night and when I talk to other wrestling fans, they're a little Absolutely. bit strange. And come on, episodes one, two, and three were not the best things of Star Wars. Well, speak- Christopher Lee should have been in 7, 8, and 9, but they are dragging their heels and it was no good. And can I also say Joey Ryan deserved a, a better shot in TNA? You're, you know what? I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Fire Vince Russo. You know what? All right, Benny. I, if we could just talk about uh, Christopher Lee just for a moment. A- Why didn't the Macho Man get in the Hall of Fame sooner? I, I don't know. You know what? Benny, you're bringing up a lot of good fo- points. I don't think you're just a casual wrestling fan. I think you've got some uh, pretty strong feelings about all these I've wrestling I've got the issues. long, strong feeling. I mean, we just had Elimination Chamber two weeks ago, and now we're going to have money in the bank? This is all stockpiled on too, too much. It is. It, Nothing it, feels special anymore. Where's the build? Where's the build? And finally, John Cena loses to someone. Thank you, Kevin Owens, for changing the wrestling landscape. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And will Cesaro ever get the break, finally? I bet I think he does with the tag teams right now. I, well, Tyson Kidd has just been injured, so I mean, come on, what are we really dealing with, you know? I, I don't know. Benny, uh, God, you are really spot on with this wrestling stuff. And Divas Division, come on, give me a break. I always want to go to the bathroom when they come on. And I don't even have to go to the bathroom. This is true. And now, how do you feel about the knockouts? We just want to talk about Diva Division. I, generally, I believe people assume oh, the knockouts. Oh, so much better. <laughs> so <laughs> much better. Not incomparable, but TNA should really be canceled. What a shit product, huh? Oh, come on. You're going to badmouth TNA? I'm a WWE guy. <laughs> you like the knockouts in TNA. Sure, but it's a love-hate thing. Oh, okay, all right. They should all be in NXT. Uh, well, NXT. I- is better than everything. NXT is very good. It's so good. You know what, Benny? You're sounding a lot like a, I hate to say it, a bit of a smark. 
Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. What is this? You bring me on and then you 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 knock me? No, no. I just you're you're very knowledgeable about wrestling. You're still caught up in it. So you're still a mark, but you're also smart to it. You know what's going on backstage. Yeah, I know what's going on backstage. I'm that bad. I guess that's okay. I can fly in the rafters and they don't know what's going on. Yeah, you're right. You've Why got... did Sting lose at WrestleMania? I don't know. What is that all about? I don't. Honestly, DX may have been more popular, but there's no way they should have gone over NWO. Why right? has Christopher Lee never won an Academy Award? He never won an Academy Award? Uh, look it up, bro. I guess it's true, but he's... Unbelievable. What's your favorite Christopher Lee movie? Oh, my goodness. If I were to choose just one Christopher Lee movie... I would have to say episode two, Attack of the Clones. Well, I guess he... Love-hate relationship with yeah, that as well. I can tell. I can tell. He uh, fights Yoda. That's true. That's true. Um, isn't... And uh, who's the other guy? Christopher Lee. Who's the guy who's in Star Wars 1 and New Hope? He's in the Death Star. Admiral Piet. He's the guy who almost gives uh, orders Peter to... Cushing? Peter Cushing, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did you know Peter Cushing is actually a vampire? No. Yes. What? Look at him. Come on. Think about it. He's very dark. Think about I'm it. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Well, you know what, Benny? Thank you so much for joining us. I feel like you've really opened my eyes, not just about wrestling and about Christopher Lee, especially in the wake of this terrible double tragedy, this tag team tragedy, if you will, but you've also opened my eyes about vampires also. D'Lo Brown, most underrated worker of all time. Uh, I agree with you. Get down with it, Brown. I'm down with it. I'm down with it. Thank you very much, Benny. I didn't want to move. I was paralyzed by fear because there's a vampire in here. Buddy, wrestling uh, brings everybody together. As scared as you may be of a vampire, he loves wrestling. He loves Dusty Rhodes and he loves Christopher Lee. Who doesn't love Dusty Rhodes? It's, uh, you know, uh, there was another wrestler that passed away recently, uh, Tommy Rogers, this past week. Who's that? Uh, I was unfamiliar with him. He was part of this uh, tag team called the Fantastics. Um, this is like, this is early, this is before our generation of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So um, I haven't had time yet from the time that he passed and then now Dusty Rhodes has passed. It's, it's fortunate that we're in a time where when these guys pass and when... Uh, you know, we can be sad or we can celebrate. Like, we can go on the network. We can go on YouTube and watch classic matches. We can watch classic promos. And I always think that's the best way of doing something like that. Uh, I feel the same way. When I found out, I found out via Twitter today that both had died. Um, when it, they showed pictures of Christopher Lee and I saw these black and white pictures of his face, I was like, oh, man, now I'm going to get an opportunity to see his movies on the big screen because I'm sure they're going to do a Christopher Lee tribute sure. around town here in L.A. Because they have several revival theaters and they have all these movie prints hidden in movie vaults around town. And they'll probably do a week-long programming of some of his greatest or mm-hmm. unseen gems. And you're absolutely right. The network is there. Now people can go on and see all these this Dusty Road uh, matches. I didn't know who he was before that giant Ric Flair documentary came out several years ago. Oh, okay. And so I'd watched the like, documentary. Had you heard of him and just not I'd seen I'd heard him. Stuff? I just, I'd never seen any of his stuff. But what I loved was like Ric Flair talking about him. And I guess what's always kind of strange to me is even if you see someone talk seconds before in any of those WWE documentaries, mm-hmm. or it's like Triple H is talking about CM Punk, and then CM Punk is talking about Triple H, both times it sounds <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, I don't like him. He's a little ret. Well, here's the thing about Triple H. Well, see, the thing is that's really weird about those is Ric Flair was talking about Dusty Rhodes like he was already gone, and Dusty Rhodes was talking about Ric Flair like he was already gone. (laughs) So, like, it looks like they pre-tape hundreds of interviews with WWE superstars, and then... What are your thoughts on them if they were to be gone from this earth? Yeah, and so I just remember Ric Flair was talking about Dusty Rhodes saying, like, that guy could go. He didn't have the best body, but, man, did we have some of the best matches. And then I watched one of the matches on the DVD, and it was awesome. But that was the first time, I guess what I really appreciate is when your first introduction is with such reverence, mm-hmm. and it's from Ric Flair saying, this guy's one of the greatest of all time, and I'm like, I've never heard of this guy. Yeah. And then you see a match, and you're like, that, what, that big fat guy? No way. And yeah. then But he does this amazing match, and then you hear him talking, and you're like, of course people love him. He's He's got a funny voice, and he's got this body that doesn't match 
the sport. And here, look at him go. It's just like, it's like you wouldn't expect that out of Bray Wyatt. You wouldn't think Bray Wyatt would be charismatic and weird. Well, that's but... who I was going to compare him to. Like, I, I see so much of Dusty Rhodes in Bray Wyatt, and immediately the comparisons don't make sense. But Bray Wyatt's unconventional body type, um, he he does have such a, such a different brain he is so unusual and you can't take your eyes off him because that's mm-hmm. what Dusty was. You're seeing a heavy set guy that looks like he got out of the crowd, but he can wrestle and he is uh, charismatic and just so amazing to see. I remember first seeing him in those old wrestling magazines like because I used to watch WWF, but I didn't have anything else. We didn't have any other wrestling mm-hmm. shows, but I would go and see those magazines and it's the top 10 WWF guys of the month. And then there's a top 10 either NWA or WCW guys at the time. And I'd see guys like Legion of Doom, who I'd never had seen. And I'd see Lex Luger and Dusty Rhodes was on those list. And I'd look at him and I go, who is that guy? I think that who's that guy sort of element is what gets so exciting where you're like, what? No way. Well, He's there, but he's on this list. He's got to be one of the best. And you're and you're not saying it sort of like you don't care what the answer is. You genuinely want to know who's that guy. It's yeah. Tell me more. What is this mystery of these clash of contexts? You know. And in those magazine apps, you couldn't swipe it open to then watch it. No, guys. All you can do is turn the page or go to the page before or flip or get paper cuts or just jump to another page altogether. Mm-hmm. So what do you think this will do? With gold dust and stardust, does this remove those gimmicks on them and they become themselves again? I mean, like this is one of those. It, it's kind of like when Eddie Guerrero had passed, and then all the stuff happened with Rey Mysterio um, and Chavo. Like it's just it's that celebration of life through the extension. You um, know? So I was thinking about that just recently. The celebration of life is so rarely, rarely executed well in wrestling at all like no i'd say they've done it a couple of times uh when owen hart passed away and uh bret hart and chris benoit had a match on nitro like in in memory of owen hart i Mm -hmm. think that was sort of a very good example at it strangely enough with benoit who then disappeared from the history books because tragedy and murder he didn't have that extension of other guys that's true i mean like of family and stuff like that i mean but he was yeah, I guess sort of I mean, the friendships the and family. Of, yeah, but th- those guys were still in the upper echelon at that point. But when Eddie passed, you had it with um, Chavo, and you had it with uh, with Ray. That there was a title run and all that stuff. But then I think a lot of that was really sort of dispelled by how they were honestly booking Vicky, like <clears throat> the honoring the memory sort of really got very muddled because then that was years later though i know but like i think you can still then change the past you're changing what i vicky did a frog splash as a heel from the second rope and the audience was like yeah what like you sort of it confuses it i agree i think there's always potential for it and like i think sometimes they hit and the iron is right but there's there's just something about it where i i was thinking about this the other day i was listening to a radio lab that goes over uh, the Montreal screw job, and they have all these interview segments with a friend uh, of mine at a wedding was describing that. He's like, "Do you know about this? Have you heard this episode?" And then he's trying to describe who the players were and what it was, and he couldn't remember any <clears throat> of the specifics. And then when I was like, "Oh, the Montreal screw job with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels," it's like, "I think so." At the Survivor Series, he's yeah. like, "I think so," and I go. Yeah, that's what it was. It's very funny hearing it being described for the layman. Where yeah. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, you just seem to be quoting our wrestling Bible, but I feel like you're getting a couple points wrong. Uh, it's a wonderful episode, but one of the things that sort of occurred to me was I was really surprised that they never had a Bret Hart-Vince McMahon match where someone said, you killed my brother. Like, there's always there's always a line, or there's sort of always an element of, like, you can't say that, or that's just disrespectful, but... The difference would be Paul Bearer passed away, and immediately Paul Heyman came out in uh, Paul Bearer makeup. I feel like there's either the line is so sacred that you can't cross it or ever even approach it, or you do, and it's done sort of muddled, and it's never quite the execution people want it to be. When Bret Hart finally got his revenge on Vince McMahon at WrestleMania, and the entire Hart family came out, and they were just taking turns beating up Vince McMahon, it was so unsatisfying. Do you know what I mean? Right, because that was poorly executed. I think 
then I'll say this. If it's well executed, then it'll be well executed. But I, I mean, I, that's a given. But There's another example that's just totally eluding me right now, and it's it's really bugging me because there was another person that had basically a championship run or did all these great things because of someone else passing. And it's that it is that extension of celebration through life because I do believe that Vince isn't that cold-hearted and wants to do that, it, but it's always a show and... I think it'd be something that we as the audience doesn't understand, but it would in turn be like knowing all these guys and hanging out with them. It would be like if Heyman and, and, and uh, Paul Bearer dealt with each other. It's like, yeah, if I died the next night, if you got to get heat, dress up as me and act like me. Like, yeah, yeah, do it. You know, I get it. We're buddies. And like, that's the business and mm-hmm. all that. It's that feeling. And it's, you're not going to bother me by that. Show's got to go on. Keep doing it. I agree with that idea. I think, um, I think you're right in the sense that if I could easily see Stardust and Goldust either becoming like people instead of characters, mm-hmm. I think that could happen, or they could just have a match against each other that in sort of honor of. I think there's a lot of options. You're I, gonna have the family fight each other yeah. in a time of tragedy. Steve, that is poor. Poor taste. Well, what's poor taste is you have Miz and R-Truth come out dressed as Dusty, and they're making fun of him, and then it's a tag match for family honor. That's probably what's going to happen. Steve, I like this idea. I think it's a great idea. The truth is he's dead. Oh, come on, guys. (laughs) Come on. One's a heel and one's a face. You can't have that, Steve. Can't mix it up. Can't have that. Oh, do you? Okay. So our thoughts and and feelings go out to the Rhodes family, and we're we're very saddened by it. but we are going to be moving on to a little bit lighter territory now to enjoy. Speaking of our truth, Steve, I know you're a little behind on wrestling, and I actually jumped way ahead and I saw a bunch of stuff. Did you hear about what our truth did on Monday Night Raw? No. The this... last thing I saw was Elimination Chamber, and I really enjoyed it. And okay. I know you guys probably talked about it last week, but I'd love to talk about it a little bit with you. This segment was amazing. This was so awesome. So we had. Um, we had Roman Reigns and Dolph Ziggler in the ring to hype up Money in the Bank, right? Because uh, it's, I think there's six or seven competitors in the Money in the Bank match for the, you know, getting the briefcase. Kane comes out and is telling them, you know, oh, you're going to be in a tag match or you're going to fight everybody. Like, it's this formulaic segment of you're getting the feeling that competitor after competitor is going to start coming out and challenging each other or saying like, I'm going to get that case that's hanging above us mm-hmm. in a, you know, symbolism and do all that. And we're eventually going to punch each other. Once everybody comes out, those three guys are out there. They're all in the match. Our truth comes out. Now when I'm watching and I'm going, is he in this match? Oh, I guess so. Whatever. I'm, I'm not really paying attention. Our truth starts to talk about how he's going to get the money in the bank, and that at WrestleMania he overcame his fears of spiders, uh, or yeah, because spiders and briefcases, and also his fear of heights. Spiders and briefcases—that was a thing. That was years ago, but yes, um, I God, those never mind. <laughs> and um, he uh, he says I'm going to do it, and Kane stops him, and goes, "Stop, stop! You're you're not in this match." And our truth goes, "You sure?" <laughs> and then he goes yes you're not in this match you sure yes oh my bad that's on me <laughs> and then leaves <laughs> a whole audience it's such a genuine laugh because you don't know how real or how it's such a weird unusual feeling not scripted segment Kane berates him to get out of there Reigns and Ziggler are laughing in the ring and the whole audience is just busting up laughing I don't know if it's going to turn into a thing that they'll just milk to death. I don't know what's going to happen, but it was so awesome to see. That's really cool. I like the idea of a wrestler who's like, I'm going to play this by the numbers. And then someone's like, uh, wrong page. He's like, oh, well, see you later. <laughs> yeah, it was so awesome to see. That's great. That's really cool. I really enjoy it. Oh, uh, Scott, what is that? Scott, do you? It's in my pocket. Uh, hold on. Whoa, Scott, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Oh, puppet money in the bank. What are you doing here? How are you, fellas? Good to see you again. Oh, it's well. that time of year. Oh, 
listeners, it's the uh, stack of cash with the googly eyes from last year's Money in the Bank. I'm just going to put them back in my pocket. No, Scott, come on. Don't you dare. We... People have been demanding my return. Yeah, we never get to see Puppet in the Money in the Bank. I haven't seen you since they stopped airing that commercial with yeah, you. Yeah, they sure did. They cut off the residuals pretty fast. I was hoping to get real fat. I'm sorry, you Puppet Money. be Mon- a big old fat Puppet Money in the Bank. Well, look, you're not looking too thin. You're looking pretty well built I've there. I've lost a couple of pounds. British money joke. That's pretty good. Pup- Thanks. So, Puppet Money in the Bank. Uh, wow. Oh, wow, you are just really out there. What's my googly eyes? That's your googly eyes. Uh, any predictions for Money in the Bank? Our truth. Really? He's me. Uh, the money? He's money, that's right. Oh, uh, wow. Well, uh, you can't get past that great segment like that, and you gotta run with it. Yeah, Scott was just saying it was a great segment. He really enjoyed it. I'm uh, gonna put him back in my pocket. Scott, come on. Why? Get away from me! Don't touch him. Puppet Money in the Bank, it's okay. You put down that toothpick. I was gonna touch him with it. I, I, I was gonna stab him right in the head. I was about to say, that's not a that's not a touch. That's a stab, buddy. Get away from me, Mr. Movie Guy. All right, I did one thing. Why do people keep throwing that in my face? I don't know. Are you a Mr. Get movie Guy? Get out of your hot shot! Puppet Money in the Bank, do you have a problem with Scott making movies now? Yeah, because he's trying to spin me. Uh, is he trying to spend you, or is he making you thicker? No, he's trying to spend me. No, okay. Well, Scott, are you trying to spend Puppet Money in the Bank? Yeah. Have you been paid? No. No? We should get on that. No, I've been paid. You have? Okay, <laughs> yeah. good. But this is just like, you know, this is my, uh, it's like a stipend. No, no, I got you. Uh, look. Don't categorize me, pal! All right, Puppet Money in the Bank. We did. I'm sorry that we were talking about you in front of you. It's my show coming up. It's the big money in the bank. Our- Somebody's gonna get the briefcase with me inside. Money, 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 money. Don't make fun of me. All right, sorry. I was trying to sing it. I apologize. Um, but look, Pub Money in the Bank, yeah. I think this is really important. Mm-hmm. But Scott, yeah. are you thinking about pursuing acting more often? What? What's the deal? Why are we going to him? <laughs> it's a constant force on this show. I know. I just wanted to know. I Scott. don't know. I've considered it for a while. I don't know. Oh, hey, look. Just for ow, a second. Ow, ow. <laughs> did, did he take the toothpick? Ow, God. Oh, uh, Scott, we'll talk about it later. Off that's, that's deep in Bring there. him back out. Bring him back out. Bring him back ow. out. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to bandage his wound. All right. Okay. Puppet Money in the Bank. Yeah, that's me. Welcome back. I got five kids to feed. Welcome back to the table. Hey, thanks. It's good to be here. So you're saying. You know, recently I've been traveling around and I tell you, I got some stories. All right, Puppet Money in the Bank. What? What's this, an exciting story you'd like to tell? Well, there's this one time I was driving around with my five kids and they're all, hey, we need to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, yeah, well, you should have changed before you left the house. They're a bunch of change. Oh, it's very clever. Money joke. It's a good money joke. This is pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh, so our- You know, I've been going to the movies and stuff lately. Yeah. Boy, it's outrageous. It's a whole stack of me to go. It is very expensive to go oh, to the movies. Oh, man, I really landed into them there. Yeah, did you? Yeah. <laughs> so I understand that in Money in the Bank, you think our truth should—they're gonna somehow book him to go over. Oh people. yeah, he should go over huge. He's... What else are you gonna do? You're gonna pick Neville? No way. He's hardly even been there. I mean, I think Neville probably has some interesting moments, but I don't think he should get the Money in the Bank. No way. Kofi Kingston? Come on, he's in a trio. That's like a whole tag thing. You can't—you can't separate him. Well, who do you think would be like uh, if you give them the Money in the Bank briefcase? You're sort of giving them a character trait for the next year, correct? Yeah, you're giving them the whole thing. Who do you think should have that character trait? Our truth should be all the money. I think it should be our truth. All right. Yeah, I think. I mean, he's definitely interesting and he's fun to listen to. I'd like to hear him sort of. What's always... up? That's right. That's what he says. He says, "What's up?" And then I'm just thinking maybe he'll make it rain and throw me around, so I'm on every show. Well, that's another thing. So I everybody will scoop me up and put me back together again. That's right. So that's something I think is very interesting. We haven't seen you since last year. Here you are again. Are you part of the official promotion for uh, WWE's Money in the Bank? Of course. I shot several commercials. I'm hoping they are sometime soon before this Sunday to really get it out there. I hope so, too. I've got my Twitter up. I've got my Instagram. I've got my Facebook page. I've got my Spotify. I've got my SoundCloud. I've got my iTunes. You know, I'm just trying to get myself out there. Are you on Periscope? I got Five kids to feed. That's of true. course, I'm on Periscope. What's that? It's a... just me washing myself. Oh, laundering I'm... money. Yeah, sometimes I'm dirty money. Oh, puppet money in the bank. That's... I've hung out with Dolph Ziggler, and I've seen things that no money should ever see. Like what? Like, you know, like 
you know, like stripper buttholes. Oh, well, I mean, that's... That's not where we're supposed to go. But it's sometimes We're you... supposed to go in the G-string. Yeah. But he favors Tijuana. But I, I think the G-string's going to be pretty close to the I'm butthole. not sure if it was Dolph Ziggler and I. could have been a man in a blonde wig. It could have been Mr. Ass as far as I know. I might have been inside Mr. Ass. All right, Puppet Money in the Bank. You look like your googly eyes are really flipping around. So. I've been up for 10 days straight. All right, Puppet Money in the Bank. Is there some safe, quiet wallet we can put you for so you can get a little bit of rest? Uh, yeah, sure. Could you put me in a purse? It just smells nicer in those. All right, we'll get we'll find you a nice purse, okay? Uh, oh, that'd be sure sweet. I'll put you in Scott's purse. He usually keeps it by the door. He always he always takes it off before he comes in the room so he thinks I don't see it, but it's it's by his trench coat. Hey, here's a little something for yourself. Oh, thank you. What is, <laughs> is this? A, a token for an arcade? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a little, there's a little something for you. Oh, thanks. I guess I'll... Maybe you make a necklace out of it or something. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Hey, Puppet Money Lake, thank you for being on the show. Hey, you're welcome, buddy. Scott, uh, have you um seen my satchel? Uh, no. I was gonna, I was just gonna get a mint out of my satchel. No, I haven't seen your satchel, but I have seen your trench coat. Mm, okay. Well, then uh, no problem. Next to your purse. All right. You know what, buddy? Okay, it's uh, it's not a purse. Hey, what time is it? It's uh, well, I left my watch in my oh. <laughs> satchel. Okay, I like to remove everything before I record. Uh, I was thinking about that. I'm not a watch guy, but I have been a watch guy in the past. I have too. Uh, I wish that I was a watch guy so that I had the illusion of a of a routine where it's like I'm going to bed. Watch goes here in the dish with my wallet and my cheese and my cane. <laughs> Sorry, that was so sweet. <laughs> my wallet, my. <laughs> change and my keys your but cheese my... and your cane <laughs> yes that's my when change you're older, and you're my just keys carry around cheese and a cane that was supposed to be my keys and my change but it came out as cheese and my cane <laughs> when you've talked about cheese so far today you've really struggled because there's a billboard near the near the headquarters here for cheddar what i call it grease uh your cheese cheese grain yeah it's your cheese grain uh <laughs> Steve, oh, wait, I gotta ask about this. What's up? We're gonna get to jerk tweets in a second, but Human Centipede 3. Yeah. What's going on? It's out. It is out, for I sure? believe it's on VOD right now, and they what? showed it for a week here in L.A. One of our listeners has seen it twice, I think. Yikes. I don't know if they spotted you. If you've seen the movie so far, we've gotta, we, we wanna hear feedback. And if you, if you buy it on iTunes... Please rate and review the movie and talk about Steve Sears' performance. If I'm in it at all. Uh, Steve, I believe you're, you've are you seen yourself in the trailer, so clearly you're in it. I saw what are you flashes wearing of myself in the trailer. I'm wearing a white thermal and an orange jumpsuit along with hundreds of other inmates. Please, as your rate and review in Curtain Jerks, which helps us get to a larger audience and gets more wrestlers on this show and just helps build what we do as we give you a free show every week, also, rate and review Human Centipede 3 with whatever true feelings you have about the movie, but be sure to include a sentence or two about Steve Sears' performance in that rate and review so the filmmakers can see and know what an impact Steve Sears has made on the Human Centipede franchise. Hey, look, guys, I'm, I'm trying to do my Human part. Human Centipede 4 will be called the Human Centisteve. Wow. <laughs> That's the sort of thing a person wakes up in the middle of the night and says and with divine inspiration. And they clone you, and it's just a bunch of you attached ass to mouth. I'd watch that. I would watch the hell out of that. Um, uh, funny tidbit, or interesting tidbit, I believe Vega from the Street Fighter movie is in Human Centipede 3. What? Yeah. Remember Vega from the Street Fighter movie? Nah, I can't picture him. They fight him briefly when he wears his mask, and then they fight him again in that prison in uh there's a like in bison's prison and he has a homemade uh claw oh wow okay i can't yeah. i can't picture him i can picture a lot of the characters but i can't pull vega for some reason yeah well he's in it i guess i'll have to begrudgingly watch it again at some point or just watch human centipede 3 i heard it was pretty terrible but it sounded kind of funny terrible or like gross or what do you mean by oh, terrible? all of the above like trying to make almost i want to say like hostile meets maybe not airplane but <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. dumb and dumber i don't know i'm not doing it I've, I've seen the i've seen the first two i do enjoy the first one for being a horrifying uh gritty 
uh, weird premise horror movie. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it for that. I thought it was all right. I enjoyed it. Second one, uh, no thanks. I think the third one's one is probably just... closer to the first one where it's a little bit more like it's trying to be funny. Like that's what I hear. Like is the third one is I don't trying think the to be funny. First one was trying to be funny. No, the first one is just trying to be fucked up. I think yeah. this third one is just trying to be. God, I want to say almost like. A spoof of itself? Yeah, a little bit. Like, it's very violent and it's very grotesque, but I think it's supposed to be funny because of that. It's supposed to be very dark comedy. So it's out and available. I believe How so. are you going to watch it? Uh, Jeez, I don't know. <laughs> through my fingers. <laughs> um, That's the only way you can eat now? Yeah, I can only eat through my fingers. Um, yeah, I don't know. We should probably watch it together because I think that'd be fun. It's, uh, it's- oh, with an empty stomach. I think that's how I'd like to watch it. Oh, I don't want to eat during the movie in, oh, in no. a centipede way. Oh, doesn't interest me. But yeah, there's something. It just seems like it's. I'm fascinated by it. I like. I remember. I had a really good time shooting it. <laughs> like one, because I like doing extra work whenever I can. One, because I'm broke and like usually it pays <laughs> and they feed me all day. But there's also something very humbling about it that I really like. And this one was especially humbling because <laughs> mm-hmm. one, like they would take us out. We were in a desert. And we would be on our hands and knees for like maybe 40 minutes at a time. And then they would take us in. And it was like, it was hot ground. Like it was like really, it was the desert. Yeah. And so I was, I borrowed knee pads from a friend of mine because I was like, I'm going to be on my hands and knees. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who did not have knee pads and stuff. They were having a really tough time. And we weren't literally sucking shit out of people's assholes. But our performances would say (laughs) otherwise. (laughs) Um. But I just remember, like, I like doing extra work because it sort of reminds me, if I'm ever in a position of creative or control in any sense, that mm-hmm. there's ever, you're a part of a bigger team and there's a lot of people that are holding you up. And, like, even as an extra, you're doing your, you want to make things as convenient for production as possible, even if they're, like, sometimes they're not going to treat you good. But if, if we're shooting a horror film that's going to be really nasty or maybe not, like, or unorthodox. Yeah. I'd rather try to support that because there's something strange about it. And it keeps me, it makes me remember like, look, when I want to do something weird, people are going to want to be a part of it. And so doing something and being an extra or something like that, it just reminds me no matter where you are, you might need to take extra work because you need the money or you need the food and stuff. And yeah. so after writing a movie that I love and I think is really great, Dave made a maze. I was like, if I had a chance to do extra work, I'd totally do it because it wouldn't feel like a backslide. It'd be like, remember, that there's other people that are working really hard. And extra work is like, sometimes it's really hard and other times it's really easy. A reality check. It's a reality check. Keeps you humble, keeps you in line, keeps you uh, uh, grateful. Yeah. I remember saying, like telling my parents, I was like, yeah, I'm doing some extra work for a horror film. Uh, I guess you could say I'm being tortured. (laughs) (laughs) But I love it. Yeah, but I love it. That's which is how I end every phone call with my parents. <laughs> oh man, I I am excited to see it and mildly reluctant, but I'm more excited. I am wildly reluctant and mildly <laughs> excited to see it. I think I've told the story before. I wanted to watch the first one with Steve because Steve watches a lot of weird shit. Yeah. Uh, and Steve just would not have any part of it, which blew my mind because it's like, Steve, this is right up your alley of something so unusual. Uh, quite so literally right up your alley. <laughs> and then you didn't want to watch it. So I eventually watched it. I think just by myself. I enjoyed it. And I conveyed that to you and that yeah. didn't make any change in your mind. And then two came out and then I told you like two was just two has no redeeming value in my book. Um, two was what a lot of people perceived one to be Yeah, for me. And the, the and fact then, that one could somehow be better, it's like, well, actually, one was pretty good in comparison. <laughs> and then you telling me, like, yeah, I'm in three. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm, I'm just I'm fascinated by something that I would consider to be one of the most horrific ideas ever conceived. And it's pretty – it's up there. It's pretty hor- – it's like – just thinking about it makes me feel full. <laughs> like, ugh. And that people are constantly getting paid to make another one. And it's like, can you do this again, but bigger? Well, so I want to make movies. I want to make weird fucking movies, but I want them to be entertaining. And I want people to think about it. More than anything, I want people to be entertained. Because sure, I, I always go back to this. Like I'll, in Dave Made a Maze. In Dave Made a Maze. Coming out 2016, hopefully. Uh like I write the movie I don't I realize I'm not trying to write movies to sell them 
Like, I can't do that. I don't think I have the ability to do that. But I can write the movies that I want to see, and I think a lot of other people want to see them, too. You could make an Ant-Man that would make everyone want to go see Ant-Man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I should probably point out, Ant-Man was written by Edgar Wright, who, from World's End, uh, Shaun, of the Buzz, Dead. Shaun of the Dead, Joe Cornish, who directed uh, Attack the Block, another really good movie, Adam McKay, who did Step Brothers and... A bunch of other comedies, and it was written by Paul Rudd. That's the one thing Ant-Man isn't telling you. It's written by four really funny people. And you know what? I don't want to see it. If Ant-Man 2 were written by Steve Sears, you got my money. Well, <laughs> who knows? You're not giving me any money, you son of a bitch! Uh, Puppet Money the Bank, you are safe. Everyone else's money, his kids, are not safe. Yeah, yeah, calm down. Um, but what was my point? I guess my point was just go out there and create guys and don't be afraid of people not being in your movie. And encourage others. Yeah. Encourage. Uh, it is time for jerk tweets. Oh, so that's what time it is. Yes, that is the time that it is. Follow us on Twitter at Curtain Jerks and send us your hashtag jerk tweets. Could be questions about the podcast, could be questions about wrestling, comments, whatever it is. Did you see Human Centipede 3? Have you followed Dave Made Maze yet on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff and you have thoughts about it? Send it our way. We'd love to hear about it. So the first one we got here is Kapil underscore Sanger says, Do you think ROH getting on Destination America will be a good thing or a bad thing for them and the rest of wrestling? I say good thing. I would think good thing, too. I don't see why it would be a bad thing. Was this the... When was the last time you saw ROH on TV? HDNet. How how long ago was that? That's when I was first in Los Angeles, so like 2008, 2009. And when was the most recent time you saw it? Last... Or on Monday. That's... Yeah, then I think that's on huge. On television. I think it's huge for them. Um, I think it's I think it's a great idea that I I still don't know the full story of what's going to happen with Impact on Destination America. I like the idea that they sooner acquire more wrestling, put it back to back, let people watch it in a block, or let them figure out which show they like and watch that, and have both shows, have mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling and have ROH, and let them be on the same network. That's a great idea. I think that's because then. The competition, like you're minimizing the competition while also accelerating it in a very exciting way. And if you put them together and they're like hour long shows, it's not going to be punishing. It's one's like, two and one's one. Yeah. But, but I, I think, think that's great. You're, I think it's a cool idea too. You're getting to see more guys. You're getting more exposure to characters you like. And it's more of an audience. There, there are always so many guys in indie federations or on these shows like... I've been saying Rockstar Spud is always awesome. Ethan Carter III is always awesome. So if you guys haven't been watching Impact Wrestling, you're not exposed to those guys. You're then exposed to Samoa Joe now that he's on NXT. Like, that might be your first introduction to him. And the same thing with guys in in ROH that, um, you know, you got Ashley Six, Donovan Dijak. You've got um, uh, Moose. You've got these other guys there that you're just not going to see on these other shows. So if you go and you watch and you go oh, that guy didn't do anything for me oh, i get it oh i like this guy and the fluidity of roh is really nice also mm-hmm. because it is independent and there are guys coming in and out for different dates i think that's really cool and i think you've got the best commentators on that show of all the shows the commentators for that show are kevin kelly and uh king carino steve carino um they're fantastic i'm gonna believe you you should and you should watch if you get the chance but we all know there's a whole lot of wrestling on there. But I think it's a really good for them. It's good for them to get more exposures, to get more eyes. The, the casual fan may just check them out and watch and dig them. And then we got Brian Spoon 79 says, We're heading into the warm summer months. Which four wrestlers, alive or dead, would you take on a summer's picnic? Oh, wow. Hmm. Well... Of course, you know you got to pull, pull from both sides. Of course, you know that you got to. It's 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 expansive, but I can think of one guy right off the bat. Who's that? That I want. Uh, let's. At this you know what? Look, I don't want there to be ten guys. No, it's gonna be so, four. So yeah, I'm not gonna pick four. We can do two and, and two. two and two. Let's do two, two and two. two. Okay. Yeah, and let's pick not, ten guys. That's, that goes against the jerk tweets. Dude. Yeah, and let, we can't pick one guy each. So there's four of us total at the picnic. There's six guys at the picnic. There's six guys because it's the two four of us wrestlers going. and the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm so. sorry. That was obviously very clear. I I don't know. I was very spelling clear. it out for myself, not for the listener. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to be safe 
at this picnic. Yeah. I feel uncomfortable sometimes going out in public. Totally. You know, and I, you know, I, I, I don't know Krav Maga, so I can't always fend off every situation. The danger fighting out of the Israeli army. Yeah. Yeah. I want the Mountie there. Yeah. That is safety, my friend. Yeah. That is the great white north brought down to the great warm summer. Yeah. He's got a taser. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm safe. And he got a wide brim hat for the sun. He, yeah. He's prepared. Yeah. Uh, the Mountie is someone, obviously, that I want there at the picnic. If you want him there, you might also want the finger. So, look, and you've got it. That's right. Uh, and and if you need something zapped, it's like, oh, the sandwich was uh, it's better warm. You know, nuke that turkey up real good with that taser. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, you're a man who wants safety, who wants law and order, and I'm a man who deserves and desires vice at my picnic, Scott. (laughs) You Uh have these elements, and what better way to enjoy a wonderful summer day than with the illustrious Mr. Ass? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the one Billy Gunn. Hey, everybody, I brought sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Ass. Wait, where did he put those sandwiches? He, He had a satchel. Oh, good. Yeah. But he's in full ring gear, nonstop, <laughs> oh, all no. time. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I think that would be fun. So so far we've got the Mountie mm-hmm. and Mister Ass, um, and you know I'll be honest, I'm a huge fan of alliteration. So uh, you know why why end that theme there? So of course you're gonna want. You know I don't want it to just be guys there. No 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 no. Look, That's a little weird. I, like I'm insecure and yeah I gotta think it's like I you know women. Uh, feel uncomfortable or I'm very happy around them and I feel like I'm going to screw it up but you know I want to be comfortable in this picnic situation totally so of course I would bring Medusa yeah (laughs) what is the WWE (laughs) Hall of Famer Medusa I don't even know why you have to tell our listeners that because I feel like I already wrote that down on Fantasy Picnic sure yeah Medusa yeah look don't want her to feel like the odd woman out certainly don't want her to feel like she's the cock of the walk because she's the only woman there. Yeah. And I feel like if you want to go picnic, we're going to need some beers. Oh. And if you have some beers, I know everybody's going to think, oh, I know who we're going to pick. Trust me, you don't. Because it's so obvious, we're going to be bringing ODB. That's how you round out a picnic. Yep. That's alliteration for you right there. Yeah. That is it. That's a fun time. Hmm. ODB. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she has her own sauce. She does have her own sauce. She has her own sauce. You mean like a barbecue sauce? Yeah, she's got her own sauces. That's what I thought you meant. Yeah. yeah. So that's perfect because the Mountie will nuke it up a little bit. She can throw a little sauce on there. Mr. S can do can shake his tush around. Mm-hmm. And Medusa will giggle at it and show her ass as And well. uh, ODB can just... And then she'll... And Medusa will throw away all the garbage in the trash. Yeah. Yeah. And ODB can just break the tops off all those wine bottles we brought to eat with our salami and cheeses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, Scott. That's a fun picnic What right a there. day out. What a day out. What a day out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve, speaking of... Wrestling. Uh, yeah, speaking of wrestling, thank you so much for that segue. Because, as we all know, mine are terrible. Um, well, that one really brought down my great subway. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think was... I also just said subway. <laughs> Eat fresh. Uh, this episode is not brought to you by subway. Go to your local grocery store and get a better sandwich. Yeah, make your own sandwiches, you knobs. <laughs> You bunch of Brian knobs, <laughs> you nasty boys, you. Uh, I was listening to uh, Chris Jericho's podcast, which doesn't need a plug. Uh, as you do. He's doing fine. He had Kevin Owens on there recently before his match with John Cena at Elimination Chamber. And Kevin Owens had this story about uh, being in NXT and was laughing and telling the story about the one of the trainers there was Alex Wright. Oh, wow. Now, Alex Wright, if you are a newer listener, WCW fame, um, known for his dancing Mm -hmm. and his eccentricities, he's always come on the show talking about how he's available, always saying that he's he's available and if you need him. um, We haven't had him on since I I don't think the story's happened. And if he's a trainer in NXT, I I don't know what's going on. But uh, Kevin Owens seemed to laugh. Scott, you hear that? I hear music. Oh, yeah, uh, I hear music too. I actually, I don't know. I think I said that because I actually like this kind of music. Oh, sure. Uh, no, I actually hear it as well. It's not just in your head that it's like the radio no, I like, going off in your head. I like techno music. I hear the music as well. I, mean, I like techno music too. Alex Wright. Alex Wright's here, everybody. Thanks for having me, guys. Scott Nava, Steve Sears of the Curtain Chicks. Uh, well, it's always great to have you here. It seems like whenever we talk about you, you just sort of spontaneously show up. I mean, the... 
We have a laser show going on in here right now. Uh, do you want me to do a moonsault? Because I could do a moonsault. Do a moonsault. I only have a few minutes because I've got to go. I'm very busy. Oh, well, yeah, go ahead. Do a moonsault. Well, look, I'll do it last because I'll just talk to you guys because I've got to go. I'm very busy. Oh, all right. Well, uh, look, uh, you are a trainer now at NXT? NXT Full Sail University. Okay. <laughs> Everyone knows it. Enzo Amore got his apps from me. Alex Wright. He got his what from you? His abs. His apps? His abs. His abs. Yes, the abdominal. Oh, abs. See, I touch here and all I feel Ow. is one big squishy No, abs. no, no. I have a bruise rib. Oh, where? Is Please it don't. in here? Uh, yes, I do. Oh, trying to do a crunch and you hurt yourself? Uh, yeah. No, not exactly. How about look at these? Oh, my God. Look at those things. Those are chiseled. Yeah, the touch it's your It's like fin- a washboard. That's how you cut your finger if you're doing the laundry in the south. Well, sure, it would just feel like, if you happen to hurt yourself, it would just feel like, you know, your spine. Yep, it'd right be there. very painful in your shoulder to your upper neck on just one side. Yeah, you wouldn't want to just dance in your chair for no reason if you were hurt. Nope, gotta do it though. If something calls for it, you've just got to be a slave to your art form. Yeah, sure. So you are now a trainer? Uh, honest, to be honest, I'm now a trainer, but it also means I'm not available. I'm very busy. Alex Wright, you're no longer available? I'm no longer available. Book it! It's uh, been booked. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I have a flight back to Florida very soon. How did you get chosen? Of all the wrestlers out there, of all the former wrestlers, of all the active wrestlers, of all the wrestlers looking to retire. Alright, alright. No need to describe the entire ocean of wrestlers and make saying. it sound so interesting that I'm, I was the one who made it through the net and got on top of the boat and started singing to the fishermen and they're like, I can't kill you for food. You've got a beautiful voice. It's because I'm available. I was available. Look, everyone knows that WWE listens to your Kurt and Jits podcast. Yeah, we know. They listen and they heard that I was so available. And then after so many people said no, I said yes when they called. I can't believe that you were chosen. I'm, it's no knock to what you do. Just again, I mean... It's uh, more of what I am. A dancer and a singer and a lover and a dancer. I mean, you got Million Dollar Man, IRS, Demolition, uh, you know, Animal. Uh, I know, Brian I know. Kendrick. I can't believe they all work for me now. <laughs> Do they all work for you? Is that really what's <laughs> yes, going on? Yes, We're all going on a picnic later. Can I, can I ask you, who's your favorite pupil? Oh, when you ask me like that, it sounds like you're leaning forward and you want to know a secret. I do. I want to know a secret. My who's your pupil, favorite My pupil? favorite person? Yeah, who's your favorite person that you train at NXT? All right. Well, how about this? On the count of three, you say someone and I'll say something. Okay. One, two, three. three. Devon what? What? I said uh, Samoa who, Joe. Who is that? Samoa Joe? Yes. You don't know who Samoa Joe is? No. We... He was in TNA. He's one of the major forces there. He's now Oh, sorry. We can't call him that anymore. Uh, wait. You did call him Samoa Joe. You mm-hmm. had a t-shirt of Samoa Joe. It sold out instantly. Look, I'm sure it did, but this is the WWE NXT now. We had to change his name. The t-shirt sold just for an initial thing. We're calling him Barrel Face. Barrel face? Yes, he's very wide. He has a big barrel face. I don't know about that. Yes, name. look, we have a built in promotion with Namco and Nintendo, and Namco <laughs> is a little bit fishy. They don't know why they're there, but Nintendo is very excited. He's playing one of the barrels from Donkey Kong. Uh. Barrel face. Barrel face. And then what happens is he gets in the ring and he bounces around and then after a while he takes off his barrel costume and he's dressed up like a big fireball. I don't know. I think Joe came in with all this... Joe came in and I'm Joe Kang! (laughs) (laughs) He's going to be Samoa Joe. Oh, okay, okay. I I see now. Who's the wrestler that you mentioned? The Vaude Villains? The Vaude Villains? The Vaude Villains. Really? Which one? Uh, The one with the mustache. There's two, I think, for the mustache. I don't know. I thought it was just one guy who called himself the Vaude Villain. No, there's two of them. They're a tag team. What? Are they constantly hopping up on each other's shoulders and you can't tell that it's one or two people? I wasn't wearing my glasses. They weren't available to me. I thought it was just one guy who was very athletic. Oh, well, you can take some glasses from our glasses bin right there. Do you want me to just take them from the reader's bit? Yeah. Just this pit of reader's glasses? Yeah, whichever one was work for you. Oh, they look like they're all for women librarians. Oh, yeah, those Annie Potts Ghostbusters ones look real good on you. Oh, uh, look at me. We got one. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. I'm Annie Pot. 
That works out great. Look, <laughs> Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> I want to know. Ghostbusters, what do you want? I want to know. Uh, look, I'm going to make the moves on Rick Moranis. What is... Uh-huh. What is... Yeah? What is... One of the things that you've taught the vaudevillians that you've not taught anybody else. Well, I could name two movies that Annie Potts was in, and I told them to the vaudevillians. I thought it was one guy, but both were nodding at different times, so sure. now that makes sense. Sure. Uh, Ghostbusters one. Right. Ghostbusters two. Yes. Well, what's and one? I'm not aware of any other films that Annie Potts is in. Sure, but what's the tip of the wrestling trade that you told? The vaudevillians that you told no other wrestlers. Ah, oh, very clever. Yep. Very clever. Well. If you're going to be a wrestler and be good at being a wrestler, yeah. you need to tell a quality story with simple conservative filmmaking that serves the story and then also be a wonderfully talented comedic actor like Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Murray, or... Ooh, you know who's the one who just did it for the paycheck? Ernie Hudson? Ernie Hudson, yes. <laughs> you have to be very quality like that. Are you t- a lot of the wrestlers did not understand my simile metaphor. Sure. Well, you know, it's it's a different generation. Well, the other thing I tell them is put on a jacket when you're not wearing your pants and you look like a wrestler. If you put on your underpants and put on a jacket without a shirt, then you look like a wrestler. I got a jacket in the car. Why don't you go take off your pants and go jacket in the car? Well, maybe I will. Maybe I will take off my pants and go jacket in the car. All right. I'm glad that we can talk about this. Look, guys, I have to go. I've had a very good time. I'm not available for any more radio interview time. We're going to keep talking to you. Sorry, I've got to go. Are you going to do a moonsault to close out? I don't know if I have enough time. Cartwheel! Oh, we did a cartwheel. Well, that's almost as good as a... uh... Almost as good as a moonsault, I Almost guess. As good. Uh, thanks for laying down, Steve, to take that moonsault. Yeah, well, uh, well glad he, you were at the ready. All he did was a cartwheel over me. I did, yeah. He didn't even touch me. Yeah. Wrestling's fake. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Steve. Wrestling is fake. I don't care if the finishes are predetermined. What about the hits in the middle? What about during the story? Yeah, you didn't take no impact there. Mm-mm. But you are ready and willing. That's what everybody likes about you. Yeah, well, it's a ring made out of honor. Yes. Yes, it is. And look, if you're new and you're in Japan, pro-wrestle. Right. <laughs> Good. Let's stop at that one. <laughs> um, I am back on AfterBuzz TV. I'm now a part of the SmackDown crew. So uh, if you want to check those out, the SmackDown recap uh, review shows, uh, you can check those out uh, going to YouTube.com slash TV or finding it on uh, iTunes and listening to the AfterBuzz uh Recap shows. I'm there with uh, Christian Rosenberg and Corey Takei and Rome uh, the Ruler. I don't know his actual last name. I just know Rome the Ruler is the name he goes by there. Uh, but that's a fun crew, so we're doing that. And then um, I'm joining with the Wrestling Compadre Slamcast more often. This past week I was there with Sin Bodie, Whoa. formerly Kazarni. It gets crazy. It gets very, very crazy. Who's so, Ed? Who's Ed? Oh, it gets crazy? It gets crazy. Oh. I thought you just said Ed gets crazy like twice. Ed's sedated the whole time. You hardly even notice that Ed's there. Uh, Of course, as we've mentioned in the past, if you're catching up right now, Dave made a maze. Steve co-wrote this movie. I was in this movie. Steve built this movie with his hands and his brain. We've got behind-the-scenes pics. We've got uh, just all sorts of little sneaky little tidbits that you can get your eyes on and ears on uh so go check that out facebook facebook is dave made a face no dave made a fan page i think it's dave Dave made made a page it's dave made a page i think so i think it's dave made a fan page all right anyway dave made a maze on facebook (laughs) you can search for dave made a maze uh the only thing that's just called dave made a maze is dave made a maze.com and at dave made a maze is the instagram which is glorious it's a good instagram yeah and then uh check it out on twitter as well like dave made a tweet you're gonna get content either way you look at it and of course as we mentioned in the past former wwe superstar john morrison is in this movie and if you want to figure out the role that he played go check out the pictures and you'll get glimpses of what he did he uh, Dread Central did a press release for us. Dread Central has a at uh, Dave made a maze like article yep. where they misspell the director's name and misspell my name. Ooh, co with co writer Stephen Sear. Oh, all right. Uh, no comments on that yet. I was really surprised. No one said that the movie looked like it was going to be shit or these pictures are very high res. Are there no comments? No comments. Oh, all right. So well, that's good. Yeah. So fertile Better ground than- for trolling, guys. <laughs> yeah, get it. Get at it. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, tell him fuck you, Steve Sear. That <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. Um, and then uh, I, I can know. see the future, and all I see is pain. <laughs> And then, of course, 16 Bits Podcast, which Steve has guested on several times. I do that show with Josh Callahan. If you like this show, it's a lot of that with video games, so check that out. That's a good, fun time over there. That's available on SoundCloud and iTunes. Hey, Josh. <laughs> Hi, Josh. He listens to this show every week. Josh, I hope you rated and reviewed this show, for God's sakes. Of course he has. And if he hasn't, think about all the times he's made us coffee or taken us for sandwiches or we've watched his cat poop in that box with the hole in the top of it. Oh, Pickles poops like a madman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, anything else you want to plug it out there? Uh, I was thinking about writing a movie called Fright Rider instead of Night Rider. Yeah. And it's about a person who drives a car that has a giant... Instead of the engine that comes out of the hood... Like in Mad Max, yeah, it's just a giant brain. Ooh, yeah, that's all I got so far, guys. So if I should continue with that, let me know. If not, I'll move on to something else. Steve, continue on with that. Okay, that's my two cents right yep. there. Um, so yeah, uh, for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. You've just listened to another episode of Curtain Jerks. Oh, this is the time where you get all ten of your fingers. They've been uh, itching and ready to go this whole time. You're like, I'm going to wait to do this at the end of the podcast. I'm going to wait until the episode's done, and then I'm going to use these things. These things I call hands. Yeah, these things I call hands. uh, Not these biceps and glutes that uh, God has given me. But But activate them, too, so you can have a full use of your hands. Yeah, uh, clench up them butt cheeks when you go to SoundCloud.com slash Curtain Jerks. Follow us, uh, like the episode, comment, tw- uh, comment during. It. You could, you should have been commenting during this episode. You can go and comment during other episodes because I'm sure you have all the time code marked in your head. Don't you hear the sounds that our voices make? You can comment on the weird noises we make. You can make weird noises of your own. You can write it down and make other people make weird noises by reading it. Yeah, it's it's very interactive. You go on there. You can comment during your favorite parts of the show. You can comment during the parts of your show that you're like, oh, that was uh, quotable. And then you put it in quotes and you stick it up there. And if you're an aesthetics person, orange accents. Right? Orange is the new black, guys. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to be dated. (laughs) No way. No way. Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs. WCW champion if there is still around. Yeah, that's how it works. So it's the orange is the new black WCW crossover. Jason Biggs is the new championship. That belt's almost as big as his head. It is, and even bigger than that is YouTube. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's pretty big. It's a big deal. It's videos online. You can watch pictures of cats moving. Mm-hmm. And you can watch Steve act like a cat on YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast. You can see our predictions videos on there. You can see uh, our wrestler pronunciation manuals on there, our prediction videos. Uh, did I say that twice? <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, so it's all there, available for you. We've uh, got some new videos ideas. Videos ideas. Oh, this one's being thrown away. No, it'll get chopped up. Or it'll stay exactly the same. It'll be at the end of every episode until the end of time. Oh, please, <laughs> throw that meteor down quick. <laughs> receive this transmission from the comedy podcast network for more shows visit comedypodcastnetwork.com enjoy my own bits for a change your bits you are constantly laughing at your own my bits are very funny